We are live this morning. Amen. Now, we want to go to the book of Genesis this morning. We're going to start with chapter number four in the uh, book of uh, Genesis this morning. Genesis chapter number four is where we're going to to start off this morning. Now, last week we dealt with uh, Leviathan, the fugitive. We understood that Satan... He's a vagabond. He's a, he is a fugitive in the earth. So, so today we want to carry on a, a bit further in regards to our message today, uh, beginning at Genesis chapter number 4. Now, Father, we, we pray, we ask you in, in your son Jesus' name, and Lord God, we surrender ourselves to the blessed Holy Spirit. We ask, Holy Spirit, that you just take us and use us for your glory. We ask, Father God, that you would clothe us in a garment of righteousness, God, that none of us will be shown. And God, we exalt your name and we praise you. We thank you, Lord God, for your word this day. We give you honor and praise and glory. In Jesus' name, amen and amen and amen. Our title this morning message is The Aftermath of Eden. The Aftermath of Eden. The aftermath of Eden. Beginning at Genesis chapter number 4. I want to read verse number 1. Verse number 1 says, And Adam knew Eve, his wife. And she conceived and bare Cain and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. Adam knew Eve, his wife. She conceived and she bare Cain and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. You know, I found it very interesting that when I began to study the word of God and study just that particular verse, and we will continue reading those verses as we progress, that uh, God had given specific instructions for reproduction, uh, how we're supposed to bring about or what God did or he allowed to happen during the time of creation. Now, we often know what has happened in the garden. But I found some very interesting things that took place in the garden. Now, if you would travel with me to Genesis chapter number 1, and we're going to begin reading at verse number 11. Genesis chapter number 1, verses number 11. The first part of the message, we want to talk about the reproduction cycle. The reproduction cycle. Now, in Genesis chapter number 1, verse number 11, it says, And God said, let the, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind. Notice it said, his kind. Then it said, trees yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth, and it was so. Amen. And it was so. It yielded up after its own kind. Now let's look at verse number 12. Verse 12 says, And the earth brought forth grass and herb yielding seed after his kind, and the tree yielding fruit whose seed was in itself after his kind. And God saw that it was good. One thing we want to focus on is after his kind. Everything that was produced, it reproduced after 
is kind. Amen. Whatever it was on the inside of it that brought forth the reproduction, it brought it forth after his kind. Now, verse number 14 says, excuse me, verse number 20. We're going to go to verse number 20. Same chapter, Genesis chapter 1, verse number 20. Because we want to deal with the reproduction cycle. Now, verse number 20 says, And God said, Let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature that have life and fowls that may fly above the earth in the open firmament of heaven. Verse 21 says, And God created great whales and every living creature that moveth, which the waters brought forth abundantly after their what? After their kind. Significant. And every wing fowl after his kind. And God saw that it was good. We're looking at the reproduction cycle. Verse 22 says, And God blessed them, saying, Do what? Be fruitful and multiply. Now remember that. Be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters in the seas and let fowls multiply in the earth. Looking at verse number 24 in Genesis chapter number 1. 24 says, And God said, Let the earth bring forth the living creature after what? His kind, cattle and creeping thing, and beasts of the earth after his kind, and it was so. Everything from those verses that we read produced after his kind. Now, look at verse number 25. I found something interesting here, and, and, and I'm still chewing on verse 25. Now, verse 25 says, And God made the beasts of the earth after his kind, and cattle after their kind, and everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind. And God saw that it was good. Verse 26, and God said, let us make man in our what? Image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle. Now, when we look at these verses, we see wherein everything was made or reproduced after its own kind. However, when he gets to man, he, God says to man, let's make man in our image and our likeness. There's a difference there. So, so when I looked up in the book of Hebrew, in Hebrews to see exactly what does image and likeness mean, it means to have, be a, have a resemblance of something or have a similitude of that thing is made after. It's just like a picture. You know, when you have a picture made, it, it is a resemblance of who you are. God didn't tell man to re reproduce after his kind. He's a likeness and an image. But it also put one more word there when it began to talk about the reproduction cycle. He talks about an idol. When he talks about image and when he talks about likeness, then also in Hebrew it said idol. So then I began to think about, I said, wait a minute, God, why is it that that word idol there is so significant? He tells them to make the image and the likeness after him. He's, and then he goes on and says, and in the Hebrew, man is like an idol. But yet we are not idols. We can't make ourselves an idol, but God wants a reflection of him. Now, where we're going in this is when we go back to Genesis chapter number 4. Genesis chapter number 4. Go back to Genesis chapter number 4. Remember now, when we did uh, Genesis chapter number 1, 
we began to talk about everything reproducing after its own kind, right? Everything reproduced after its own kind. Now, when we get to Genesis chapter number 4, and it begins to talk about Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bare Cain and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. Now, when you look at the word Cain there, the word Cain there means spear. But I also want, want to show you something else that's very interesting about Cain. And we will read the story of what happened. But I want us to go to 1 John chapter number 3. Let's go to 1 John chapter number 3. 1 John chapter number 3. Amen. Because we we, want to talk about that reproduction cycle. 1 John chapter number 3. Because everything reproduced after its kind, right? Now, this is what, what's happening here. Adam and Eve, because of what had transpired, how they allowed the enemy to, to uh, cause them to lose their position in the garden, which is the delight of Eden, which is the delight of God. What happened here, they have been banded from the garden. Now, I begin to look at the fact that there's something different takes place after they were banded from the garden. Now, let's look at 1 John chapter number 3, and we're going to look at verse number 12. Verse number 12. Verse 12, 1 John chapter number 3. Are we there? Now, verse number 12 says, Not as Cain, who was of that, what? Wicked one. Hmm, interesting. And slew his brother, and wherefore slew he him, because his own works was evil, and his brother's righteous. I began to think about that thing, and I began to look at that. If you know that in, in Genesis 1.28, let's look at Genesis 1.28. We need to look at that as well. I know we're traveling just a bit here. Genesis 1, verse number 28, is what we want to look at before we go back to Genesis chapter number 4. Genesis chapter number 1. And we're going to look at verse number 28. Okay? Verse number 28. Here God has, he has produced mankind. He's created man. Well, watch verse number 28. 28 says, And God blessed them. He's talking about Adam and Eve. And God blessed them. And God said unto them, Do what? Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. This is what I discovered. Now, in those verses in Genesis chapter number 1, everything reproduced after its own kind, right? But if you notice, Adam and Eve never reproduced in the garden. When they were in the garden of Eden, they never did reproduce anything after its kind. If the only time they began to reproduce is after they were put out of the garden. Even though in Genesis chapter number 1, I mean chapter number 1 verse 28, God gives them specific instructions to replenish the earth. He says, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and then take dominion over the earth. But they never did that in the garden. Hmm, interesting. Why is it? that have given a command to reproduce just like everything else, to replenish the earth, but they never reproduced in the garden. 
only time they reproduce is when they came outside of the garden. So let's look at the aftermath of Eden when they're put outside of the garden. Now, when you look at chapter number four in the book of Genesis, and you begin to talk about Adam, if you begin to talk about how Adam and how Eve brought forth and they conceived and uh, they produced a child, Cain. Now, when you reproduce after your own kind, you got all the attributes, you got all the similarities. It's just like uh, a father and a son. We oftentimes say uh, he's just like his father or she's just like a mother. So in other words, they, they have those attributes, they have those traits. Now, when it comes down to Cain, in 1 John chapter number 3, verse number 12, it says Cain was of the wicked one. So in actuality, who really was Cain's father? Think about it. Because see, now we're talking about the reproduction cycle. We're talking about that. But everything is supposed to reproduce after its own kind. When it, when it comes down to Adam and Eve and God began to, to make them in, in his likeness and his image, you know, everything about God is good. Everything about God is good. I mean, his likeness, his symmetry, his glory, everything about God is good. But look at the one that Adam and Eve reproduced outside of the delight of God. Now, let's look at this. Cain is from the wicked one. That's what the Bible says. Now, verse number two in Genesis chapter number four says, And she again bare his brother Abel, and Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. And Abel, he also brought of the firstlings of his flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering. Verse number 5 says in Genesis chapter number 4, But unto Cain and his offering he had not respect. And Cain was very wroth, meaning angry, and his countenance failed. The first thing you want, we want to acknowledge is this, that Cain, one of his attributes, one of his characteristics, I mean, one of the things that, that showed forth of his nature was that he had a spirit of anger. Now, that spirit of anger didn't come from God. The Bible says it's okay to, to, to be angry but sin not. But when we begin to look at the story, we see where Cain went a bit further. So, therefore, we know that something is not quite right here. I said, okay, God. Now, what really happened in the garden when Lucifer spoke to Eve? It was more than just disobedience. Let me, let me write this, give you this thought the Lord gave me. It says, the, the very first thing that comes through a person's mind, uh, it leaves pollution. Now, what Satan did, he put a thought in the mind of Eve, okay? It says, the very thought that passes through the mind leaves pollution. I said, okay, God, what is pollution? He says, what pollution is, is the aftermath of something that is dirty. So, so what happened, he planted that thought. Remember now, before he became a serpent, he was also an angel. So he was a fallen angel. He was upright. So what he planted in Eve's mind is he told her how to use her body. Because it, they only reproduced after they left the God, not before. So who 
whole seed really did she bear? Was it Adam's or was it Lucifer's seed? Look at the nature. Look at the nature. Verse 5, he talks about how he's getting angry. And his countenance, his countenance is fair. Anytime we, uh, we operate outside of the will of God, we will see a change in our countenance. You, you, you can see our countenance change. When we begin to walk in the spirit of darkness, we can see a di- our countenance will change. Things will be totally different. So here it is. He's, having, he's carrying an attribute of his father, the wicked one. Because, see, remember now, First John 3 and 12 said, Cain is of the wicked one. Well, God is not wicked. But Satan is. So there's anger. And then his countenance falls because God does not accept that which he gave. It's not so much he didn't accept his offering. It's the fact of how he gave it from his heart. He, he brought forth something, but his heart was not quite right with God. When we're outside the will of God, our heart can never be okay with God. Now, let's, let's continue with Genesis chapter number 4. Remember now, I want to throw this thought. Remember now, uh, Lucifer was also a fugitive. In the earth, going back to last last Sunday's message, Leviathan, the future, the the the, the, the fugitive, he, he he's a he's a vagabond. Now we're gonna see some things here. Now, when it goes back to verse number six, it says, "And the Lord said unto Cain, Why art thou angry? Or why art thou wroth? And why is thy countenance fallen?" Verse seven says this: If thou doest well, shall thou not be accepted? All right, what do we see here? We see that there's a spirit of rejection here. God, God says to him, if you do well, you'll be accepted. But when you do something contrary to the will of God, God says, I'm not going to accept you. So he says, if thou doest well, shall thou not be accepted? And if thou doest not well, then watch what he says. Sin lieth at the door. And unto thee shall be his desire, and thy shall rule over him. You know what I saw there in that verse? He says, if thou doest well, shall thou not be accepted? Then he goes and says, and if thou doest not well, then he says, sin lieth at the door. Sin lieth at the door. Even right there, God gives him a space to repent. God gives him a, resp- a, a space to to repent because see he's about to do some things he's already done one thing but he has some things in his mind because you got to remember now he is from the wicked one he's from the wicked one god gives him a space to repent he goes on and say he said sin lieth at the door he had not committed the fatal act yet god lets him know sin see sin is always right there waiting sin is always right there waiting for you to go ahead to embrace it but it's only lying at the door. It's not in the door, but it's just lying right there at the door. At the door. Now it goes on to say, and he says, and unto thee shall be his desire. Whenever sin takes over our life, then what happens, we go to the desire of sin. Whatever sin wants us to do, whatever sin's desire is, then that is what we do. Same thing when it comes down to Adam and Eve. Same thing happened with Cain. Well, what happens here is that sin, or we begin, they begin to submit to sin. 
that the sin had a desire. So when sin has a desire, sin will overtake our life. Amen? Whenever it has a desire. Understand now, it's just like our flesh. Our flesh has desires. Amen? That's why God says in his word, we got to put it to death daily. You got to kill your flesh every single day, all day, 24-7. We got to kill this flesh. Why? Because flesh has a desire. Flesh is not of God. It's not of God. So it has a desire to do sin. Amen? So God gives them a space even there to repent. Mm, that's powerful. Now, now look at verse number 8. Verse 8 says, And Cain talked with Abel, his brother. And it came to pass when they were in the field. Sin will always love to get you by itself. So it can talk to you. Have you ever noticed how sin will talk to you? You know, when you, when, when, whenever, you know, you, you try to make a decision and all of a sudden sin decides to talk to you, you know, and conversate with you. So you've got to be careful not allow a conversation to go on between us and sin. Because, see, that's what happened to Eve. She allowed a conversation to go on between her and sin. And what happened? She got kicked out of the garden. That's what happened. So one thing about sin, it does like to have a conversation. So we cannot engage in a conversation with sin. Amen? Amen. Then he goes on, he says, And Cain talked with Abel, his brother. And it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother. And so him, thank you, Holy Spirit. When, whenever we get in a conversation with sin, because see, Cain represented the wicked one. Abel representing the one that's of God. The one thing that, that, that the wicked one wants to do in us, it wants to kill off the Abel spirit in us. See, that Abel spirit represents God. It wants to kill off God in us. Amen. You, you better hear me, Holy. I hear you, Holy Spirit. See, see, we got to understand that Satan wants to kill out what's the, the good that's in us. It wants to kill out the God that's within us. That's what sin loves to do. Whenever we get caught up in sin, sin will, sin will destroy us spiritually. Amen. So we got to be very careful how we entertain sin. Amen. Got to be careful now how we entertain sin. Got to be very careful. So he, he, he said, the Bible says he slew his brother. He kills him. Satan wants to destroy the spirit of God that's in every believer. Every believer. That is his ultimate goal. Why? We learned last week. He knows that his time is not long. His time is short. So he's going to do whatever he can do to kill out every believer before his time is over with. Amen? Amen. So then he goes on and looks at verse number 9. Let's look at verse number 9. Verse number 9 says, And the Lord said unto Cain, Where is Abel, thy brother? And he said, I know not. Now, what happens when we get caught up in sin? We'll tell a lie in heartbeat, right? You know, you know how it is when we get caught up in sin. You know, when, when we're outside the will of God, we'll lie. Amen. We'll, we'll lie in heart. We'll lie to the Holy Ghost, and the Holy Ghost knows you'll be lying. Well, and, and that's what happened. See, God asked him, so where, where's your brother? He said, I don't know. But he did know. See, that's what sin will do. Sin will, you know how it is when you, when you say to somebody, well, your counseling is falling, you don't look the same. And they say, oh, I'm all right, I'm all right. And knowing all the same time, y'all know you've been there. You, you know we've been there. When somebody asks you, are oh, you all right? Well, yeah, I'm all right. And knowing on the inside, we really ain't all right. Amen. 
Yeah, so thank you, brother. You've been, you being real. Amen. Thank you, brother Tay. You're just being real. We know that we're not all right, but yet we will say everything is well. All is well. But is it really? Spiritually, I'm talking about. Spiritually. See, see, we have to be very careful. Because see, the enemy is shrewd. But you know what? The people of God that has the, the Holy Ghost on the inside is a whole lot more shrewder than the enemy. Because the Word of God says, greater is he that's within us than he that's in the world. Amen. So that is what we have to continue in our mindset. So we ask, he said, where is my brother? Well, where is thy brother? Then he goes on being smart with God. Am I my brother's keeper? Oh, yes, we are our brother's keeper. We should be concerned for one another. Now, looking at verse number 10, it says, And he said, What has thy done? The voice of thy brother's blood crieth unto me from the ground. And now art thou cursed from the earth, which has opened her mouth to receive thy brother's blood from thy hand. Watch verse 12 and verse number 13. Very important. This is, this is what God says to him. When thou tillest the ground, it shall not henceforth yield unto thee her strength. What's the next word? A what? A fugitive and a what? Vagabond shall thou be in the earth. Now, what did God reveal to us last week about what Satan was and where he is? That he's a fugitive. He's a vagabond. Now, he's talking about Cain being the same thing. He's a king now, is a, a fugitive and a vagabond. Why? Because he was of the wicked one. It's amazing that here it is, Adam and Eve has the opportunity to reproduce while they're in the garden, but they never do. That's amazing. Everything else reproduces, but Adam and Eve does not reproduce. Not until they're outside of the God. That's amazing. That's amazing. Cain now is just like his father. He is a fugitive and a vagabond. In other words, he, what we said last week, Satan don't have a home. <laughs> That's why he goes to and fro. Seeking whom he made the vow. See, he's trying to place trying to find a place where he can live. He wants a place where he can reside. He's a fugitive. He has nowhere to lay his head. He's a fugitive. He's a vagabond. So what he, what, what's happening? He wants what you have. He doesn't have anything. So that's why a lot of times when we lose stuff, and we said the enemy took it, you know why? Because he's a vagabond. He has nothing. He's on the run. He needs somewhere to lay his head. So what he does, he finds himself, as we open ourselves, Open the door to our heart. We open up our spirit. And he comes in and he lies within us. So, see, he's got, and then when, 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 we, when we raise up in God, become spiritually strong, when we kick him out, then he finds him another victim. He finds him somewhere else to go. So, we've got to be very careful that we do not allow him to come and live at our house. Amen. When I say our house, I'm not talking about this Ephesus or the place that you live. This right here is our house. This right here is the temple of God. Our bodies is the temple of God. This is what Satan wants. He wanted that pro-created power that God had. 
See, he, he gave Adam and Eve the, the ability to procreate. Even now, we as believers, we have that same power to procreate. Angels can't, can't, can't bear angels. Angels cannot produce. Angels cannot come together sexually and reproduce. Angels can't do that. Not with another angel. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Just like two men can't reproduce together. They can't make nothing. Just like two women can't make nothing. See, because they don't have that reproductive power. They don't have that procreative power that God had given them in the beginning. So Satan wanted that power that, that God had. So he wanted to reproduce too. So what did he do? He confused Eve. First child that Eve has outside the garden is one of the wicked one called Cain. That's amazing. That's amazing. Think about it. You've been given the ability to reproduce at your own kind while you're in the delight of God. But you choose this to reach and grab from the tree of good and evil that which God says don't grab from. And what you produce is a child that goes on and kills out the spirit. That's powerful. See, this is the aftermath of Eden. This is what happens after we get outside the will of God. See, they were outside of the will of God. So what do they do? They produce a one from the wicked one. Be careful what we entertain. I hear your Holy Spirit. Be careful what we entertain in our thoughts. Remember now, whatever we're thinking can pollute our spirit. Whatever we put our eyes on, it can pollute our spirit. Whatever we hear, it can pollute our spirit if it's not of God. The aftermath of eating now. Now, he says he's a fugitive. And he's a vagabond. God says, and thou shall be in the earth. Verse 13 says, and Cain, watch this. And Cain said unto the Lord, my punishment is greater than I can bear. Behold, thou have driven me out this day from the face of the earth. And from thy face shall I be hid. Now see, when you're outside the will of God, you're hidden from the presence of God. You're hidden from the face of God. When you're outside the will of God, you're no longer able to be in the presence of God because you're, you're operating outside the will of God. So he says here, he said, for, for thy face shall I be hid. Then he goes on and say, and I shall be a fugitive and a vagabond. He's just like his father. He's just like his father. Y'all catch that? He is just like his father, which means Cain is from the wicked one, which means Cain really came from Lucifer. We never thought about it. He says, I shall be a fugitive and a vagabond in the earth, and it shall come to pass that everyone that finds me shall slay me. Watch 15. It says, and the Lord said unto him, therefore, Whosoever slayeth Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord set a what? A mark. Are we there in Genesis 4, verse number 15? And the Lord set a mark upon Cain. Talking about the wicked one. He's, he's, he's an offspring of it. Least any finest him should kill him. Kill him. Think about. Think about. What he says that he puts a mark on him, right? He places a mark, an identification, a mark upon him. Let's go to Revelations. 
go over here to Revelations. Revelations. Hmm. Revelations. Chapter number 13. Mm -hmm. Remember now, Cain has been mocked, right? He set a mark on him. God put a mark on him. He's a fugitive. He's a vagabond. So he gets permission. He, don't, he, he doesn't want his time to, to be taken out. He does not want to be taken out too soon. So he pleads with God, and God puts a mark on him. Let's travel to Revelations chapter number 13. And we're going to look at verse number 16. And then we're going to be done. Amen. Revelation chapter number 13. Now we're there. Verse number 16. It says, And he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive what? To receive a mark. <laughs> to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads. And that no man might buy or sell save he that had the mark or the name of who? The beast. Or the number of his name. Is it not interesting that back in Genesis, God marks Cain and he takes it over to Revelation. That lets you know that spirit's still traveling. See, the spirit of the wicked one is still traveling. He goes over, now he's in the book of Revelation. And the people that receives that mark, you know, the mark of the beast. And, and, and the Bible goes on to say, if you want to know what that mark is, it says that mark is, is, is 666. It's the number of man. So Satan is even, Satan and his people and his followers, they, are, they will take the mark in the latter days. They're marked. Think about it. Is it not where God buries treasures in his word, but until we take the time to, 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 to dig up and to discover what God is really telling us, that a lot of things are lost from us. A lot of things are lost. In the last day, if we are not careful, we say, well, we're in the last day. No, no, not quite. Not quite. It says, you know, there's some, some signs of some things that will happen. Earthquakes, you know, uh, uh, wars, you know, things of that sort. It says that is just the beginning is what the word of God says. That's just the beginning. We hadn't really gotten there yet. When you are buy and sell, but the only way you can buy and sell to feed your family, you got to take a mark. It's the same mark. That, 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 that Cain had in the very beginning in the book of Genesis. And it's the same thing that it ends up when Lucifer was in the garden and he begins to talk with Eve and he produces, and she produces a Cain child, one from the wicked one that had all the attributes. A murderer. He's angry. His countenance is fallen. He lies to God. Is that the attributes of the father? So it couldn't have been Adam's child. Because see, Adam and Eve was made in the likeness and the image of God. What happened is when it was put, something else took place. I hear your Holy Spirit. Something else took place in that garden besides them being just disobedient. 
There was a, a sexual thing that took place. There was a seed that was embedded now. There was a seed that was embedded right there in Eve. Because the first thing she did when she came out of the garden, she produced a man child. She said, I got a man. I got a man from the Lord. I thought about that. Why did she not say, I got a son from God? Why did she say, I got a man from God? A man is full strength. A man is full grown. Why did she say what she said? I got a man from the Lord. You got to open up your mind and allow the Holy Spirit to take you on a journey. Because there is so much in the Word of God that we just brace right over. Last days is coming. What will you do? What will you do when you want to feed your family and the only way you can feed them, you got to take the mark of the beast. The same thing that happened outside of the garden, Cain was marked. He was identified. Revelations here, it talked about the small and the great. They will receive a mark. So, Wait a minute. I hear you, Holy Spirit. That means everybody's not exempt. Because it says they received the small and the great. They received the mark. So we've got to be careful that we are rooted and grounded in God and not receive the Lord. How many will let your children go hungry? Think about it. How many of us will go hungry? We struggle with a fast for a few days. We struggle from eating at least two or three times a day. We struggle. But think about that thing. See, the Bible is real. There will come a time when we have to truly decide whose side we're really on. Will you take the mark? See, now that you know you're held accountable and liable for this word. So that means you have to tell somebody else where they can go into that word. You know what, God? I hear your Holy Spirit, and we're done. God says, I'm just trying to get my people hungry. I'm trying to get my people hungry enough to get down in the word and discover the mysteries that's hidden. How many of y'all knew that something was different about Cain and about how there was not a child produced while they were living in the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve? There was no birth. The Bible doesn't say how long they were in the Garden of Eden, but I find it interesting that they never produced a child. Interesting. They only produced after they got outside the garden. And they birthed something that was not good. That was not of God. Amen. So come on, y'all. Let's give God a hand clap of praise for his word. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I pray that your appetite was.